Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I am Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is the amazing Dr. Brooke Keels. And we are in the middle of a series on Mercy Talk centered around the topic of breaking free from bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. We've covered a lot of topics in this series, like why forgiveness matters, what forgiveness is, what it's not, what it looks like to grieve our hurts in the forgiveness process. And in our last episode, we talked about the how, like how do you actually walk out forgiveness? And today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the how piece and talk about what it looks like to forgive and have to continually forgive those unhealthy people in your life that you're kind of stuck with. We're talking about your mom or your dad or a sibling, maybe your spouse. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be an interesting conversation, y'all. So we hope you enjoy this episode and that you find it really helpful. We are so glad that you've joined us. All right, Brooke, I feel like this is going to be a doozy. The one we've all been dreading. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Oh, man. When we were thinking through this series, I was just thinking, okay, mm-hmm. what are like different, uh, you know, facets of forgiveness that we kind of can mm-hmm. just kind of run past really quickly or questions that get brought up and we're like, nah, right. let's just get back to this. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of them. It's like, okay, so what am I supposed to do when the person who is most wounding me is living under the roof of my house or, you know, parents, in-laws, in-laws. You know, these are like, these are the people that you just, at some level, you can draw some boundaries, but you can't fully escape. Um, And I think going into this, I want to just kind of, you know, we always talk about how forgiveness and reconciliation are two completely different things. Forgiveness can be the beginning of reconciliation. But yep. you can forgive someone without reconciling, especially if that other person is unsafe or is toxic. And we talk about that all the time. I think we said that in the episode a couple or yeah, in the ep- hmm, the what? episode a couple of episodes ago. I don't know why I can't get those words out, but y'all know what I'm trying to say here. Um, we yeah. we always say like reconciling may not be the most wise decision if someone is still really um, unhealthy, really toxic, abusive. Yeah. So with that in mind, like, what do you do when the person is someone who is continually in your life? Maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a coworker. It's just someone who continues to hurt you. It's not like a one and done offense. And it's not somebody you can really escape. Because I think we would all agree that the people that we are in close proximity with have a very strong effect on who we are, who we're becoming, their choices affect us. Their decisions affect us. They cost us emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, sometimes financially. What do we do in those circumstances? And this is when I pass the mic to you. Lead us. Lead us in your ways. Oh. Mm-hmm. Tell There's, us what to do. Yep. Oh, gosh. So many things. Okay. Uh, well, before before we get into the forgiveness part of that, I think one of the most obvious things that we have to talk about is when someone you care about is living in unhealth, Mm -hmm. right? Or someone that you have to exist with. Maybe you don't even care about them that much. You mentioned a coworker. Um, But (laughs) 
when their choices are hurting you personally Mm -hmm. um, or having a significant impact on you, you have to remember that you cannot change anyone else's heart or mind or decisions. (laughs) It's like the worst fact of life. You (laughs) cannot (laughs) change their heart or mind or decisions. And I will just tell you, I think we put a lot of effort into Mm. trying to change people's hearts, minds, and decisions so that we can feel better or that something can get resolved versus focusing on our heart and mind and decisions Mm -hmm. um, and putting the energy into that. Just (laughs) like, just dropping it. I don't know what else to say. I mean, yeah. yeah. Process it with your therapist. Um, So the next, Mm -hmm. but um, all that to say, Lisa Turkerson, we've been referencing her book. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the name of it again? Oh, why'd you ask Something me that? about forgiveness. I don't know. Hold it's in It's in first episode. Yeah, you'll you'll look it up and tell us. Uh, good book. Good. Her stuff, yeah, her videos and stuff are really, really good too. Um, but it, uh, anyway, here's the quote from the book that I can't remember the name Forgiving of. Forgiving what is, you can't forget. I was, okay. I don't know why. For, thank you. Yep. Forgiving what you can't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about just that, right? What she walked through with someone who lived in her home her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anyway, the quote is that it truly is one of the most heartbreaking moments of anyone's life when they have to release a loved one to the consequences of their own choices. But it's also the only chance that either of you have to get any better. And it's the only shot you have at staying healthy enough to walk through the road of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that's just so true because when we don't release them and we're trying to change their heart and minds and decisions, we are being codependent and manipulative. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and we think it's controlling. We think we're trying to get somewhere healthy, but it is not healthy. And it is one of the hardest things mm-hmm. to do. Like she said, I just, I mean, I, every single day I talk about this and deal with this with other people. And, and all of us at some level have codependent relationships. We have to evaluate. Yeah. Um, but when we're trying to, again, make the other person better so we can feel better, that's wrong. And, uh, and uh, I hate, I don't like it either. Yeah. Cause if everybody would just act right, my life would be way better. I know. So, I mean, ugh, that was already, but they don't. that was already too much. Do. I yeah. think we all just need to sit in this for a minute. Everybody. Yeah. All right. That was, thanks for joining. Coffee mugs. And, uh, Let's just take a swig of coffee for a minute. Um, <laughs> drinking my eighth cup. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just a good reminder. And I think, as you said, uh-huh. um, I can't I can't control anybody else. I right. control myself. Um, and so in thinking about that, I remember years ago, my husband and I were kind of trying to navigate and figure out a specific fam- familial, is that the right word? Mm. Family yeah. relationship uh, uh-huh. of someone who was, you know, exactly in this category of what we're saying, like someone you can't really like particularly just escape Um, someone that's in our lives regardless. And how do we, how do we navigate this? Like, okay. And so, and the question that we, that my husband and I brought up to um, the guy that we were seeing who is actually a life coach, but Mm -hmm. I always tell people he's the best counselor we've ever seen. Um, Shout out to Jeff out there. Um, He is great. Not a counselor. Not a counselor. I know. But he's great. I have referred he to him. He is a life coach. He is a life, life coach. coach. 
But he's and his he's great. He's great. He's and he, and so yep. we asked him, um, you know, is it possible to have a healthy relationship? And I think we knew the mm-hmm. answer to this. It was more just we kind of like wanted to get some good verbiage yeah, around this. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta ask. Somebody tell yeah. me. Is it possible to have a healthy relationship with a toxic person? Is that even a thing? Like, can I control mm. my side of the bargain enough to where the relationship is healthy, even if the other person isn't healthy? Right. Again, I think we knew the answer to this. His response to that was, it's possible to have a relationship with a toxic person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, fine. You answered our question. You know, we talk a lot about boundaries, and that's really just a heads up, everyone. That's where we're going here. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, we talk if about you were this. Wondering. If you're wondering, this is where we're headed. Um, so it is possible. It does not mean that you have to cut off your relationship with every person that is unhealthy or toxic. It doesn't mean you can have zero relationship. There are degrees right. to relationships, y'all. Yep. And a 10 could mean... That I am in deep with this person. We know everything about each other's lives. We know the intimate details about each other's lives. We're on regular contact with one another. We share anything and everything with one another. And maybe a one is all we can talk about is how the Cowboys beat the Patriots. Right. Because that did just happen, y'all. Nope. Just throwing that in. Just throwing that in. I mean, oh, oh my goodness. I know. I haven't released him. (laughs) I still haven't released Tom Brady from the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, bless it all. Thank you for that clarity. But he was released from this season. We so. cannot mm-hmm. get off on that tangent, y'all. Y'all yeah, know what I'm sorry. trying to say here. Conti- continue. Mm-hmm. That maybe is a level one where we just talk about sports and the weather. Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of levels in between. And sometimes and, and his point was you just have to assess what is the what's the healthy level with this person. I can't have a 10. Yeah. If they're toxic and unhealthy, guys, you can't have a 10. You can't have a 10 with them and it'd be good. <laughs> so yeah. can I have a one level, level one relationship? Can I have a level three relationship? And that's going to be right. different than unique for each circumstance and require processing with your counselor and with the Holy Spirit. But but I, I'm just interested even in your response to that. I, I'm assuming that you're in agreement with you can't have a healthy relationship with a toxic yeah. person. But just any thoughts you have on that at all? Yeah, I, you know, this is about relationships we're forced to be in, right? You cannot have a healthy relationship with someone who doesn't know how to be healthy. Mm -hmm. What you can do is decide what those boundaries are, like you said. And if you keep wanting them to act right, like we introed this with, then that is on you. Mm -hmm. That you allow them to continue to hurt and you know, mm-hmm. anger you and ruin Christmas. I think, you know, so sometimes we get mad at people that we have to set those boundaries because I mean, you and I've had many a times I'm like, why can't you just be cool? Mm-hmm. What if you would just be cool? Not you specifically, but who I'm <laughs> to talking clear, to you everyone. about. Just to be clear, Melanie's <laughs> always cool. Very real. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> you know what? There was something I wanted to bring up. No, <laughs> That would be awesome. Uh, actually, um, you're always cool. But, oh my goodness. you know, so so you can sit around and be mad that you have to set the boundary or you can just be like, okay, we've got to set the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And typically this also requires support. 
you know, so for you, you have Pete, you know, for me, I have Scott, but in other relationships, I know you and I've, you know, experienced some interesting work dynamics together. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find other healthy people to kind of be like, how do we navigate this? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not meant to be just you and an island, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, to have whatever is appropriate for that person. And, you know, there's this, this um, kind of analogy that I use, but some people belong in certain boxes, right? So you talked about, he gave you a scale, okay? Uh-huh. But sometimes it's like, if if you let this person out of their box, right? This person is good for, let's just say being your professor, right? Really good professor. But when you start wanting something from them, mm-hmm. wanting them to speak into your life in a different way, things get weird or sideways or unhealthy, or they're harmful, when you realize they're not safe in that way, yep. just leave them in their box. Let them be your professor. Enjoy what they're you know, educating you on in the classroom, yes. but you're not going to have a different relationship with them and be okay with that because that is how you can move through life in the best way and healthiest way possible. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. people, when I say that, often they're like, I don't want to put people in boxes. Okay, well, then you're going to keep getting your feelings hurt, mm-hmm. but you're actually being good to them because mm-hmm. you're you're managing your expectations yeah. of what they're capable of doing. So, yeah, you know, what there they, you go. That's well, my response. Good. I think that's so good because I was literally about to say what you're talking about is managing yeah. your expectations. And I yep. just had this conversation with a very close family member about another family member. I'm going to have to be very careful here. What is happening in your family? <laughs> But that was, I I found myself (laughs) saying the words, lower your expectations. You're killing yourself trying to expect this other person to be what you want them to be in your life. And they're just not. And your efforts at changing them them or making them be what you want them to be in your life is making you crazy. And what it's meaning is that they are in effect hurting you. Because they're not measuring up. And so you're living offended and angry and bitter. And the relationship is just a hot mess. What if you released them of those expectations and allowed them to just be what they are? Right. Even if you wish it was different. I just can guarantee you, like, you would live with such better. You would just live with so much more peace in that relationship. And you could actually maybe, maybe. Now, this is not not go across the board, y'all. But you might actually be able to experience joy in that relationship because you have come to peace with the fact that, like, this is what this relationship is. It's not more. Mm-hmm. I wish it was more. It's not. And right. I, y'all, I just think That's this good. is also very much where the rubber meets the road as far as becoming a forgiving person and it not just mm-hmm. being a one and done thing. We talked about this in our last yep. episode about forgiveness being a lifestyle an ongoing process, a constant like reposturing of your heart toward the other person. But I don't think there is any way to do this if you do not have appropriate boundaries. I just don't. I don't think if you don't have boundaries, another person's choices are eventually going to like emotionally, mentally, spiritually bankrupt you. <laughs> You're going to have nothing yeah. left. And so I, I, we, we got to go there. We just got to go there because there's no way to have this conversation without talking about boundaries. And of course, we don't know anything about boundaries were it not for doctors, John Townsend and Henry Cloud. That's right. <laughs> Shout out Cloud and Townsend. The so greatest. everything that y'all are about to hear, well, not everything, but a lot of it has come straight from their book. Please buy it. Please buy it. Said family member that I talked about, <laughs> their next step 
is reading boundaries and they know that and they have already moved forward in that process. Like it, this is just one of the most helpful practical resources that exists in the world. And so I want to kind of dive into that and really how they define boundaries is this idea of invisible fences that define where my property begins and where my property ends mentally, mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, financially, all the things y'all. So yep. let's dive into that a little bit. Okay. So kind of on all of the, those notes, it's important that we regular regularly assess and that we're actually honest about the effect that the other person is having on us. And I think it's more difficult when you have to live with them again, because it's just kind of like, you know, and I want you to give yourself grace in that process in the sense that you can't be, do if, if it's just this constant ongoing thing all of the time, it can feel very, very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you have to do to pause, get away and take a minute and actually be honest about what is happening, because that's the only way to set the best boundaries and, and, you know, so when you can kind of steal away, if you will, or maybe it's not somebody that's in your house every single day, but whatever level that is, they're in your life, figuring out the boundaries that need to be in place so that the interactions you have with them are limited and you have the mental, emotional, and spiritual capacity to handle mm -hmm. whatever it is that's going on. Mm -hmm. And that limit can be physical. It can be emotional. You know, um, it can be a lot of different ways. And so that's part of why you have to be really honest about it because it's like, okay, which one is the most difficult right now? Where can we start? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I work with people, they're often like, well, okay, I can't do this, this, and this. I'm like, great. Well, what can you do? Well, I could do this and this. Would that allow you to breathe a little bit better and maybe continue assessing? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well then let's do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so however you can prioritize, you know, what needs to happen first and in, in guarding your heart a little bit. And sometimes it's more severe and then you can loosen it up later. Um, mm -hmm. It just depends on the situation. But if their actions and choices are constantly having a negative or harmful impact on you, it is really important that you limit your access or their access to your vulnerable places mm -hmm. and your overall emotional and physical resources, which are your time and your energy in your thoughts. And yeah. so if they are taking up all of that, like there has to be a limit because there's not going to be anything left for yep. you. Yep. Um, and it will just continue to be sick and awful, you know? Yeah. So the, um, I remember when I read Lisa's book that we referenced earlier, forgetting what you can't forget everyone. Um, she, she had some specific questions. Um, so if you're, if you're going, okay, so I need to assess this. And you gave some good tips on that book of like, how do I assess this? She had some really good questions that I thought, you know, could be helpful. Um, and so I'm just going to read these straight from her book. She, she said, what do I need to do in this relationship to stay consistent in my character, conduct, and communication? So if I'm struggling in my character, conduct, and communication in this relationship, what do I, what, what needs to change? What has to shift so that I can be who I want to be? Um, what are some areas of my life where I have the most limited capacity? Um, is that in your job? Is that in parenting? <laughs> yes. Uh, is that during the holidays, I have limited capacity, right? So what are some of those areas? Um, and how does that affect these boundaries that I might need to set? Do I feel the freedom in this relationship? to communicate what I can and cannot give without the fear of being punished or pushed away. 
Um, and if, if I don't feel the freedom to communicate that, that's a, that's significant y'all. And that needs to play a big part in assessing what boundaries need to be set and put into place. Um, and what are some realistic restrictions that I can place on myself to reduce the access that this person has to what you've described, my emotional resources, my physical resources, like what are some very realistic, like you just said, I think that was so good. Like what is doable? Like what can I do right now? I might not be able to do X, Y, and Z, but I could do these things that would really help. Like you said, give me some breathing space. Um, Even some very practical things like what time of day is most healthy for me to interact with this person and what time of day is most unhealthy? Listen, if anybody difficult wants to deal with me after 7.30 p.m., oh, you're going to get the worst side of Melanie Wise. <laughs> like, that just doesn't, that just, I cannot deal with exhausting people after 7.30 p.m. Because I have just dealt with two of the most exhausting people on the planet for me right now. And that is two toddlers that I had to put to bed. I'm done. I'm spent. Like, I can't do mm-hmm. deep. So it's like, what does that look like for you? Um, so what's the most healthy time for me to interact? What is the most unhealthy time for me to interact with that person? Um, how? Like you said, how am I suffering the consequences of their choices more than they are? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I having to deal with? Because that is some really good red flags for boundaries that need to be set where I am taking on the responsibility or having to suffer the consequences of choices that that other person is making more than they are. Um, Mm -hmm. And then what are, what are their most realistic and unrealistic expectations of me? Um, Which is a, that can be a huge one, especially for people in family and people that live in your home, maybe your children, maybe your spouse, like what, what expectations do they have of me? And what if those are just not realistic in this season of time? And then obviously the reverse is true as well, as we've already talked about. What am I expecting of them that just isn't realistic? Or what am I expecting of them that is realistic? I mean, those are some just very specific areas to explore and to think through. Um, and we'll make sure that maybe I think we can I think we can just put these questions um, and give all the credit to Lisa Turkhurst on those, but in our, in our show yeah. notes for this show, just so that you can have those to go back and reflect on, um, as you're kind of just trying to assess this stuff. Is there anything that you would add to that list, Brooke, like really practical questions to ask in that process? I don't know. I mean, I think there's several, you know, in the book boundaries too. And so I won't, you know, go read it. I won't give you all that. I think more than anything, there's not really any questions, but it don't do these alone. I think that if you are constantly having to deal with someone and, you know, we're at this point, you need to, you know, if you don't have a close knit community, um, and I mean, even if you do, frankly, go to a counselor Mm -hmm. and talk and talk through all of this and let them help you kind of assess these things and ask those questions because they're not in the middle of it. And so they can kind of see things a little bit differently and help you think through it a little bit differently and reframe what needs to be reframed. And, um, like, it's you know, a pretty much and, definite and, thing. You are not seeing it clearly. Yeah, you <laughs> When you're at this point it, yeah. in a relationship with someone, you're not seeing it clearly. Yeah, and, and it's just such a helpful thing to walk through that with somebody else. And I just always advise that. So that yeah. would be it. Let go. All these questions are great. You know, but especially if you go, if I set boundaries, am I, am I really safe to do so? Maybe not physically, but emotionally. And if the answer is no, then you need to go to counseling. So you can kind of process that out and figure out kind of what's going on and, um, the codependency that's happening, you know? Um, 
So, which is great. And then you figure it out and then guess what? You get to have the greatest chance of having either a healthy relationship or you at least feeling mm-hmm, free mm-hmm. and confident in your own space with that. Yeah. Um, so there you go. And once you've determined all of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> once you're like, these are the boundaries that need to be set in place, you can't really just passively try and assert that this isn't really like a secret mission. <laughs> Um, it'd be much, so much easier if it was. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and sometimes it can be like you've just had to set boundaries for your own heart, yeah. right? Managing your expectations is sure. usually kind of between you and the Lord and whoever you're having support you. That's a good point, yeah. But but for the boundaries you need to set with that other person, mm-hmm. um, you do have to have a kind and very clear conversation with them that you're going to let, you know, let them know here are the parameters, right? So if you know, I'll tell you because my mom won't care. If you're going to have our son, you cannot give him seven cupcakes a day. And if you continue to do that, he will not come and see uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> if that's what we have to do. And I, you know, there's a line, man. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we've oddly enough had to have that conversation and mm-hmm. she would tell you about it. And, um, you know, but it really, it got to that point where it was like, if you can't support him eating healthily and I'm yep. like, give the kid a cupcake, but sure. like, <laughs> there's a line, let's not cross the line, Dana, <laughs> right. you know? And so we had to Dana. say like, he will not come, he will not come and stay if that's what if we can't <laughs> trust you to honor, you know, that, that part of him and, um, and part of how we want to parent him. And so, you know, I'm just using that as an example and you just want to be honest about what you can and cannot give to the relationship. Right. So, and that was like, we love you. We're so grateful, but this is a big deal. And we need you to also just accept it. You don't have to agree with it, Mm -hmm. but we're just asking you to honor it. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you think through what you're communicating and how you're going to communicate it, when, if somebody else gets upset, which my mom didn't, cause she's a good person, but I've had many conversations. They do, they get really upset. And it's like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Uh, but this is what we're doing, uh-huh. you know, and you can be unmoved in those moments because you know why you're doing it. It It is a part of what you've accepted and, you know, how you want to execute the relationship mm-hmm. moving forward at that mm-hmm. point. Um, and so Cloud and Townsend, of course, have great suggestions um, for having this conversation. And again, just got to read the book Boundaries every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as I've said, be sure you have a s- strong support system for yourself, right? You need to depend on others to help you set the boundaries and keep the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And maybe great to even practice communicating the boundaries with someone else. I, I get to be that person often and I love it. Um, pray for the person in the situation before you have the conversation. Pray for specific direction from God about, you know, when to have the conversation how to have the conversation and have others pray for you as you do. Very often, it's like it takes somebody forever to finally be like, okay, I need to set boundaries. And then once they decide it, they're like, go all like rogue. (laughs) We have to communicate it now. It's like timing matters. Mm -hmm, Let's think mm -hmm. this through. Uh Let's be cool. You know? And so, yeah, so it's like, (laughs) like it took a while to get there now, but you know, the intentionality of it is really important. Um, be sure to have specific examples. This is something I get to talk with people about too, right? You don't make it about these deep, make it just specifically, this is a time and this is what this is going to look, how it looked like then, how it's going to look like now. Mm-hmm. Um, set your boundary clearly and firmly explain why you've decided to set it, that it's for your own well being, and hopefully for the relationship in itself, whether they believe that or not. Um, and if you have any concerns about the responses becoming physically or emotionally abusive, 
obviously make sure you have someone with you for accountability, um, or it may not be a physically present conversation. Mm -hmm. Just have as much wisdom as possible around a situation like that. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you just have to, and do whatever you have to do to, to keep yourself safe. Um, in those moments. Yeah. And, you know, and again, that just requires a lot of support. Yeah. So I think, I think one of the most helpful things when it comes to boundaries that I've realized over the years is that boundaries is not telling another person what they're going to do. It's just telling another person what you're going to do if they continue to do what they do. <laughs> like I've learned this with toddlers. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm not like, it's a, it is a, f- it does not work out well for me when I tell my three-year-old, you're going to stop yelling. It just doesn't, it doesn't usually result in him going, oh, yeah, you're right, mom. I'm going to stop yelling. Right. That's not usually right. a response. So I've just shifted it. Hey, if you keep yelling, I will not talk to you. Mm-hmm. I will, I do not talk to people who yell at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. and there is so much power in that because I am not at the mercy of them hopefully doing what I've asked or not. I've just said, if this continues, this is what I'm going to do. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to control you. I'm not trying to tell you. I'm just saying that this is a boundary. So it's just a, a really empowering thing to be able to go into a conversation like this saying, I'm not telling this other person they have to change. I can't control that. Um, right. I hope they change. But that's not what this conversation right. is about. This conversation is right. solely to say, here's what I'm going to do. I just need you to know. I'm going to give you a heads up on what I'm going to do. (laughs) If X, Y, and Z continues to happen, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what this is going to look like. And I just, I I feel like it's it's really important. And these were some suggestions also um, recommended by Lisa Turkhurst is going into this conversation. First of all, knowing that you should never, ever be pressured to like negotiate excuses or somehow navigate exceptions to these boundaries that you're placing. Um, and right. you shouldn't also be pressured to like offer long drawn out explanations that completely wear you down emotionally, right? Like these, this is a clear, hopefully pretty concise. This is where I would struggle the most. I'm like, I'm just going to look for a way out of having this conversation at all. Uh, much less right. like, you know, I'll get drawn into guilt messages or manipulative messages i can easily start going down those paths instead of just being very firm very clear very direct and also for all of you out there that would struggle with with this kind of stuff like myself like you're not gonna die if the other person accuses you of you know wrong intentions when you set these boundaries like you're not going to die if they don't like it and they're not going to like it. Y'all, we always say that. Are they going to, mm-hmm. are they going to welcome these boundaries? 100% no, no one wants that to shift. Right. And so you just need to be very empowered as you go into this conversation of knowing that first of all, they may not like it and they may, they may try to use a million different tactics to get you to change your mind or change your boundaries. But you can go into this with a very, and I'm pretty sure this was straight from her her book. I just liked this, the directness of this communication. Like, please hear me speak these things in love. I will respect your choices, but I need you to respect my choices. And communicating my boundaries is not being controlling. It's not being manipulative. It's just bringing wisdom into a very difficult, complicated situation and relationship. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm here to do. 
the end of story. Like you don't have to explain yeah. it. You do not have to explain it any past that. Um, and so just going in yeah. and I mean, man, this would be me speaking to myself where I entering this <laughs> firm, Yep. kind, loving and gracious, but firm and very mm. clear um, are all just really important things to consider when going into this conversation. But I do think it's really helpful what you said earlier, Brooke, sometimes in these situations, it's just like you and your own heart that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. like, if it's just like, hey, I've been expecting this person to be X, Y, and Z, and they're not meant to be X, Y, and Z, and they don't have the capacity to be X, Y, and Z. I just need to change my expectations of this person. And that's all that needs to happen. I don't have to have an outright conversation about it, right? Um, so it's just being mindful. Like not every single situation requires this kind of conversation, but many of them do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, many of them, especially if you've been avoiding them, for those mm -hmm, of you that mm -hmm. don't like confrontation, mm -hmm. and I get, I love it so much, um, <laughs> I know, I'm, but but still, there are relationships, you know, where I find myself, you know, again, that we all have codependency at some level, that's just how it is, and there are seasons in marriage that it's more than the other, and you have to just kind of ebb and flow with that, um, and, but it, Ultimately, it is our job to teach people how to treat us. That's mm -hmm. your responsibility. If you don't like how you're being treated, you know, and, and again, we won't cross the line into abuse. Um, but at the end of the day, it is your job to teach people how to treat you. And we have to be honest with people and clear with them to do that. We have to be able to say this is acceptable and this is not acceptable in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at with it. And th guess what? Then they can go and figure out how they want to respond to that and what they want to do with that information. But often we don't have these conversations out of fear. And if we are functioning in relationship out of fear, mm -hmm. you know, or avoidance or whatever, then that's mm. not health. Yeah. That's not freedom. So miserable. Um, yeah, it is. And so, you know, and I think I've, I've said this a lot, but the, what I love about confronting these things, and I don't mean aggressively, but appropriately and healthily confronting them is then it, then it gets resolved, even if it's just in your own heart. Mm -hmm. And that is so much less stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like you get to, you know, move on a little bit mm -hmm. and that's kind of nice. And yep. resolution's a good thing. <laughs> Even if it's just within your own self. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even so. if there's a little bit of short term pain for those of you who hate these conversations. But I would also say, and I just yeah. want to, you know, as we wind up this episode, go back to something you kind of touched on earlier. Um, it's just so good to keep in mind that your boundaries can shift. Um, yeah. You know, if the other person um, is repentant and is on a journey to getting healthier, those boundaries can slowly I just would encourage slowly shift. Um, yeah. Or perhaps depending on the situation, maybe just your own capacity mentally, emotionally, spiritually, maybe your capacity changes in a different season and you can allow the other person to have a little more access to you. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get to like that, that that's not always. Um, and you have to use so much wisdom. This goes back to Brooke. You and I always talk about how we're like, we put stuff out into the world and we're like, we're assuming that you guys are smart and can use wisdom yep. and have Holy mm -hmm. spirit and the Lord speaking to you into these circumstances. Um, because it's not just like this applies to anyone and everyone, but it's just something right. to be mindful. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, exactly what you said, right. To have rigid, unmoving boundaries is not, 
healthy either. And so hopefully again, you're doing all this in relationship with God relationship with frankly yourself and others. And so it can be flexible and, you know, um, again, I work with people all of the time that try and act repentant and then they're not. So Mm -hmm. give it the space and allow it, make sure you've had a place to heal. And, you know, my favorite phrase of all time is I hear what you say and I believe what you do. Mm -hmm. And so when action is backing that up, (laughs) then, you know, then that, that allows you to, to evaluate, but you also can't control them and they're not going to be perfect soldiers. And so, you know, it's, it's nuanced and all of that, but yeah, I mean, your boundaries for what makes sense for one season may not make sense for the next and that's Mm -hmm. okay. And Mm -hmm. and we should be able to be flexible with that and with people and with God. So, yeah, Yeah, definitely guys. I don't know if any of y'all are thinking, okay, this is supposed to be a podcast or a series or an episode on forgiveness, but this whole episode was about boundaries. Yes, it was. Um, because as it relates to this topic on forgiving, you know, toxic people in your life that you're kind of stuck with, uh, boundaries is where it all begins. Um, you have to set yourself up for emotional, mental, and spiritual health in the midst of your relationships so that you have the capacity and the compassion that you need to walk out ongoing forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's why that's what this whole episode was about. It's because you can't, we can't talk about forgiveness of people that are in your life on a regular basis and maybe are even like wounding you on a regular basis. We can't have that conversation about forgiving them until we talk about boundaries. It's where it all begins. And so mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully that, that connection is very clear for all of you. And man, y'all, we unpack so many of these concepts that we discussed today. Um, in a lot more detail at our Empower workshops. We don't talk about Empower a whole lot on the podcast anymore. I feel like we talked about it all the time. But y'all, yeah. if you haven't come to Empower, you got to come to Empower. You got to come. Yeah. Um, you can go to our website to find out when we have upcoming workshops. You'll just get a whole weekend of Brooke and me. So I don't know. <laughs> Take that for what you will. Yeah. So <laughs> um, it is. It's our yeah. favorite thing. It's our favorite thing. And so... Come to a workshop, um, and if you go to our website and just um, go to the Empower um, webpage on our website, you can find other ways of, of getting that content. If you're like, I literally can't come, I can't come to a workshop, can't, you know, fly for whatever reason, it's probably not a good one. But if you have one and you just can't come, we've got other ways for you to get this content. Um, and we're continuing to expand those ways because we want everyone to be able to access the things that we share at Empower. Um, and so I just would encourage you to consider that um, if you haven't. But we hope that this conversation was helpful for you today, guys. Um, and, and maybe you're not personally dealing with a situation like this, but man, if you have someone in your life where you're like, oh man, a friend, she's dealing mm-hmm. with that thing with her son or her daughter or her husband or whatever and she needs to hear this like please share this episode with them if you think it would be helpful um and as always if you're if you're finding these uh, these podcasts or these episodes I always call it podcasts i'm like such an old woman it's a, it, these are episodes these are episodes oh, okay mercy talk is our <laughs> podcast true i always say our I podcasts i'm like oh god like 80 years old no, we have one podcast with multiple episodes. Um, if there you, you go. If you That's find true. our podcast 
or any of these episodes helpful, we would be so grateful if you'd help us out by rating the show, writing a review wherever it is that you listen. Um, And if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we have discussed today, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. To find out more about Mercy, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. 